Oops, my phone sucks for some reason on Discord. No, it's just it's just apparently the Pixel hates Discord. It's not a Google product. I am curious for us to actually try out uh, uh, Google Hangouts at some point. Hmm. I've used that for a couple different groups, and it it works pretty well. It's pretty good. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start up the theme song, and we will get started. Let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Floating Upstream, the only podcast on the internet. I am here with two, um, two, oh boy, I didn't think up this, this thing, <laughs> two of my favorite left shoes <laughs> on this side of the Rio Grande. Uh, First on my left, uh, the ones, the Air Jordans himself. It's Zach. Is that supposed to be me? I can't hear. I said Zach. Oh, oh hi. Good. Yeah, my voice, my uh, Wi-Fi went out. But hello, I'm here. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Thank you. And uh, to to my other side, my other favorite left shoe, the brown loafer that never quits. It's Brandon. I would never be a left shoe, first of all. <laughs> left-handed, left-handed things, left-handed people, left stuff are just, they're never right, you know. <laughs> I like that that's the part you're contesting. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Well, gentlemen. We are here, and you know what? I'm I'm a bit excited. I'm a bit excited. I'm excited too. I am. I'm very excited. I could be happy anywhere else. <laughs> you think he just has to like sing this on like request? <laughs> he's he's like. He's behind the jail bars, and he's just kind of staring at the moonlit sky. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if he's getting a lot of requests to sing nowadays. <laughs> I'd almost imagine it's the only way he's going to keep himself safe in jail. <laughs> so, I um, I was at my middle school, and one of my students came to my classroom early, and she just asked if she can pick out a song for us to sing, and I said, okay. So she picked out from our library, I Believe I Can Fly. <laughs> and then half my kids were really into it, and the other cat, the other half just were verbally like disgusted <laughs> that I'd even bring it up as a choice. Oh my gosh. Is this because of the stupid R. Kelly thing? What? I mean, him raping yes. young girls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's funny that, I mean, I don't condone what he did, but it's like, uh, I'm surprised if somebody I'm sure has made the argument, I haven't seen it, but um, the music community 
news pundits, whoever, I really didn't want to talk about this subject. I'm really mad you guys goaded me into this discussion. But one thing I have been upset about um, is somewhat how I feel like hypocritical the music community has been when so many times people overlook like the shady reputation that Michael Jackson had with kids, and they're always like, oh, you got to separate the music from the person and blah, 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 blah. And like nobody has made that argument for R. Kelly. I'm not saying you should make that argument, but I feel like it's kind of hypocritical to like apply it to one artist and then not apply it to another artist. No, yeah, I mean, I can I can see that argument. The, the, if I really had one thing I would say about Michael Jackson in comparison to the rest of those examples, like... You know, the Michael Jackson thing is is sticky because, yes, there was always things that looked bad. And, you know, would I necessarily trust him with my son? No, probably not. But there's a lot of celebrities, regardless of what I think they would actually do with kids or not, I wouldn't really trust them with my son anyway. And also just the thing of, like, he was investigated by the he was he was investigated for like for like 10 years and they found nothing right like or like a full year like he was exhaustively investigated has uh has anyone seen that um that michael jackson documentary on hbo i um i I mean the michael jackson or the oh they both have documentaries don't they they sure do well the michael jackson is more like just testimony from two um you know two people um and it's i don't i don't know honestly i don't know enough about the michael jackson story but i agree with you brandon that there definitely is there are some people that everyone chooses as a scapegoat um you know but also i just don't like either of them (laughs) you know (laughs) like i just i just feel like you know, just what you hear, like, I guess maybe I just heard too much and I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm too trustworthy, but I don't know. I guess just when, like, it comes to, like, kids and stuff, I get really, like, I don't know, worried and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just, my, my heart wants to believe him. I don't know. Well, regardless of what he did, I believe I can fly and remix to ignition are great songs and will always be great songs. Yes, absolutely. That's actually the funnier part is when when Zach was telling his story, I thought I thought the little girl was going to be was going to suggest the remix to ignition. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see a kid's choir sing that song. You know what? It's on the docket for next year. Oh, I'm going to your choir concert. <laughs> Hell yeah. That'd be my last choir concert, too. Get fired <laughs> right after it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, because everybody, everybody will be getting it, like doing like the, the old people snaps, and they'll be like waving back and forth. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah one old like lady it. will die from panic. <laughs> but you know that that's probably going to happen either way. It's so. going to happen either way. <laughs> the ne- the next girl was going to sing uh, "Hurt" by Nine Inch Nails, and and that was going to go bad anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so here's here's a here's a little litmus test here because I'm probably going to talk about this on the other podcast anyway. But uh, 
How much of the Sonic Avengers? So don't talk about Avengers. How on earth did you not see it, Brandon? Because I couldn't find anybody to go with me, and I didn't want to sit through a three-hour movie alone. Also, so the single thing I will say, and I, I don't think this counts as spoilers, but fuck anyone for making a three and a half hour movie and not putting a literal intermission in the middle of the fucking movie. Yeah, but you know, it didn't. It, it didn't feel like three hours for me. Like, and I saw it twice, and maybe this is just me, but I was, you know, pretty invested both times. I didn't feel I didn't want to get up and leave or anything. Um, I mean, I agree, but like I drank a really large pop before the movie and I got about two hours in and needed to pee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I did. I did have to, I did have to pee the second time, but I didn't feel as bad. Because <laughs> uh, like, because like, um, Hateful Eight is always the movie I bring up as like, like big bravos to that movie. Three and a half hours has an intermission right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Literal intermission, just giant title card that just says intermission, and you get to walk away for five minutes. I want to see the extended version that they put on Netflix. Uh, I am also interested in seeing that. I have not seen it yet. And his um, new film looks interesting too. What's the new one? Uh, it's like, what's it called? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh yeah, that's works. him? Yeah. I did not know that was him. I think huh. it's his 10th film or his ninth film. It's one of them. He's got a pretty good track record. Mm-hmm. He has a really, the really stupid tagline. It's like the ninth film by, I don't know, the way they do it is dumb. He's done that for like past couple films he's had. Yeah. Well, it's from dumb. from the director that brought you Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is great. I mean, Jackie Brown's I'm an a- amazing movie. I love Jackie Brown. I've never heard of this Jackie Brown movie. Oh man, Jackie Brown! It, was that right well, before, or right after Pulp Fiction? I want to say it was. I don't know. I want to say it was after. I thought it was like real late nineties, but I, I don't know. Come here, Bubba. Um, yeah, I, like I think did they count Death Proof as one of his movies? Is Death? I, that's, I think it's the one I haven't seen. This is quick Quentin Tarantino, right? Is that who we're talking about or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But. Uh... But yeah, Avengers is good, Brandon. Go see it. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. You should go see it. So, so guys, I'm so. curious to know how much of this Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer stuff have you guys been following? Um, I've been following it quite a bit. I'm a big Sonic fan. Um, I, I don't know. It, of course you are. Yeah, of course I am. Sonic's great. Well, that's why he has that Sonic tattoo on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason why I might be getting fired. But uh, <laughs> Just says, gotta go fast underneath his eyelids. Gotta go fast. 
when I when I found out that Steve Urkel voiced Sonic, like way back in the nineties, <laughs> I was like, "What?" He voiced him twice too. Crazy. Voiced him twice yeah. too, which is the funnier part. Yeah, and he was good at it. Yeah, he was great. Good approximation so, of Sonic. Yeah. Uh, I saw the. I think there was a trailer before Detective Pikachu, and it looked horrible it was so shitty it looked like the best kind of approximation of a horrible nightmare i would love to go see and then all the sonic fans had to shit on my good time (laughs) because because fuck all those controversial opinion here fuck all those sonic fans that weren't even going to go see this movie anyway because they were going to be like whatever movies are dumb and they were just like, the Sonic looks wrong. And I'm like, yeah, the Sonic looks like a horrible person. Yeah, I oh don't... Oh, my God. You know, there's so many people that go into these movies. <laughs> you would think that one person would speak up. <laughs> just be like, wait, you guys serious? This is what we're releasing? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Um... And uh, now the movie has been pushed back to Valentine's Day of 2020. Ooh, February release date. Not a. That's usually not a good sign. <laughs> usually not, but uh, the uh, the uh, the hashtag with it was uh, no VFX artists were harmed in the making of in the making of Sonic the Hedgehog. So clearly, they're at least aware of the room when it comes to the concerns of crunch time and like tech companies. Right. So. I do have to say, I think it's kind of interesting the uh, I guess I'm going to call it the power of fans with like the Sonic thing and then like the Disney Genie thing. I think it's kind of interesting that um, I don't know that Hollywood is actually, I guess, does listen sometimes. Well, no, yeah, you bring up a good point because like like 10 years ago, it felt like that couldn't have been further from the truth. Like it felt like you were just kind of screaming at a wall. If you were really mad about something when it came to like a product. Well, also 10 years ago, you didn't have Twitter and Facebook and wherever all the rest of these rants start and grow. Mm. No, we would have been coming right up on the cusp of that. Actually, I think I had a cusp, Twitter account. But like it wasn't mind. widespread, you know, no, no, I didn't get a all. Facebook until, I was in college, so 2009, and then I didn't even get a Twitter until like two years ago, which I never even use it because it's a cesspool of humanity. But that's the whole reason I use it. Yeah, I love Twitter. Twitter's my Twitter's. Although I'll have to admit, I'm starting to get on my Instagram game because uh, Instagram oh is also God. becoming Did you that. Just say Instagram game. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that's like the new Instagram. I think the top two for the younger generation are Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, they are. Facebook is for old people now. Yeah. <laughs> it's for Twitter, the old and washed. Twitter is pretty popular, too. Like, There's a lot of younger people on Twitter. Twitter is popular with politicians for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, Twitter, Twitter is also a problem, though, just in that, like, Twitter has actively said that it's making like it's like hemorrhaging money constantly and they cannot figure out how on earth to <laughs> make any real money on Twitter 
And I think it's like no, active they, growth. They had their first profitable quarter a couple months ago, actually. It was a big thing, and their like, stock jumped. I should have bought their stock because their stock was at $15, and then it doubled to like $33 when they announced their first profitable quarter. I don't know if Damn. maybe they haven't had profitable quarters going forward, but um, they were profitable at Well, I mean, good for them. I like Twitter. It just, um, it's a, it's a right. weird community of weird people that are very angry. What I don't like about Twitter is they started just, um, you know, banning people and banning accounts, and uh, some of them are for pretty ludicrous reasons. Um, they need yeah. to ban this one called at real Donald Trump. It's really annoying. <laughs> you know, that's it's funny because so- they technically could because they ban you know they 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 ban some of these people for putting out false information and and all this stuff like mostly mostly parody accounts. But then, like they could also technically ban at Donald Trump at Fox News at CNN. You know what I'm saying? CNN doesn't lie. Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. They're a reputable news source. I, dis- I disagree. That's fine. Tell that to, uh, You're still wrong. What what state was it? Was it South Dakota or North Dakota where like all of those celebrities were actively begging people on social media to pay attention to this like pipeline they were drilling or whatever? <laughs> and the news was actively avoiding covering it at all? I didn't. What I didn't hear about that? that. I think it was like two years ago, three years ago. Huh. I think it was what? North Dakota. It was, was because it, it was on Indian. It was on Indian land or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Keystone Pipeline. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like that. That was actually an eye-opening thing. Of like, wow, literally no news sources touching this at all. Yeah. I mean, I heard about it, but I don't listen to CNN, so probably no. That that's fine. It, it, about it, <laughs> it was really just more than I noticed. How horrible like, the Sonic the Hedgehog was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love I love how how Jim Carrey looks. <laughs> I love I love they picked Jim Carrey to play. <laughs> what the hell fuck his name is Dr. Robot Eggman whatever it is. Eggman yeah what is uh what's Jim Carrey's last movie I don't I forgot I kind of got to feel like they like grabbed him out of like the clearance bin at whatever Hollywood studio he was sitting at technically the last movie was that uh that documentary that came out on, on Netflix. Netflix I think or whatever oh, about that uh, weird yeah. one about where he's like uh, painting what, and you know, doing all this weird stuff. Being a, being a fucking asshole on the set of uh, Man on the Moon. I love that what documentary. Was the one, what was the one good. movie, the weird movie he did about the making of another movie he did or something where, like, he method acted so hard that he, like... That's yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I don't know. Was it just called Man on the Moon again or something? I forget what it was. It was a play on the name, I think. Yeah, I don't remember, but... And I, I never saw that movie. <laughs> But, oh, you've never seen Man on the Moon? No, I haven't. Oh, I mean, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, now I need, you know, I, I wanted to, but then I just didn't know where I could get it. You, yeah. you would think Netflix, if they make a documentary on a film, they would also get the rights to that film. You know, nah. 
Are you saying, Doug, are you saying the Man on the Moon movie is good or the movie, the documentary about Jim Carrey and Man on the Moon is good? Both, both? both are fantastic. I love both. Okay. Uh, the only the only thing that uh, is controversial about that movie is I believe Courtney Love is the is the interest is the love interest I think. Oh, okay. And I know that rubs some people the wrong way, but why is it controversial? Isn't she the one that constantly gets blamed for? Maybe I'm getting the names mixed up here. Constantly gets blamed for Kurt Cobain's suicide. Oh no! Yeah, that's Courtney Love. Yeah, but you know, I mean, he blamed like. Queen, he playing like Freddie, like he talked about Freddie Mercury in his suicide note. So Freddie should have learned. He should have left him alone on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always interesting uh, to think, you know, if celebrities from like even just like twenty years ago, if they had Twitter, like how those interactions would go. Freddie Mercury, I sort of imagine, would just tweet like just constant like cute puppy pictures and then once in a while he'd accidentally upload like a dick pic somebody sent him that'd be interesting <laughs> all right think about yeah, so have you guys like, ever watched have you guys ever watched animal house on or no alpha house on amazon prime video no yeah, it's good i've seen it oh my gosh hilarious but they that totally thing happens like an intern accidentally loads a dick pic of his of himself onto the like onto the senator's uh twitter account and it like causes a whole big thing it's hilarious <laughs> hilarious so let's see here how about we actually get into our weeks a little bit here? We, we're kind of, this is a bit of, a, this was a bit of a, I think we started out in the R. Kelly thing that I intended to just be a joke that we then just kind of went into actual discussion mode. But, um, hey, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> what have you been watching? You've been watching anything? Seen anything lately? Uh, man, you know what? I had something good for this, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, Aladdin. No, I didn't see Aladdin. Um, I saw Detective Pikachu. Hey, twice, and I actually don't regret seeing it twice. Um, hey. very few movies I watched twice, and I did not regret seeing Detective Pikachu twice. Um, oh, stop! I hate you. Um, I'm trying to think of oh, man. Damn it! I should have been prepared. So uh, while you're thinking Go about that, the, the the one thing I will say about Detec- uh, Zach, have you seen Detective Pikachu? Um, I have not, but I don't mind spoilers. Oh, okay. Um, the no, single I don't think thing it really has spoilers. He, well, yeah, there. Um, That's what I was thinking. Really... Like you know, I'd probably enjoy it even if I know the plot of it. I'd probably enjoy it. Well, if if there's really I would, one, I thing think I calling can say it a that... plot is a bit of a overextension. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, so Zach, uh, you are in an age range where I feel comfortable at least asking this. Did you see Pokemon the first movie? Oh, I did. Uh, so this movie is a vague approximation and repurposing of that plot. Okay, wait. Is Pokemon the first movie the same as Pokemon two thousand, or is that the nope? Second? No, no totally that's, that's the one with that's the one with Lugia. Pokemon two thousand as Lugia. Yeah, I believe so. Oh. 
Pokemon right, so first party is just is Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Right, that's the Mewtwo. Um, that's where, like, doesn't Pikachu self-sacrifice himself, or Ash does? And It's the one that Pikachu closely... That, yeah, and then it's the one that also, like, um, that closely actually ties itself to the show, whereas all the other movies never really did, because uh, it does right. actually involve Giovanni and uh, basically the opening of the Pokemon anime. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I've seen that quite a few times. Uh, but yeah, that uh, this this movie is a va- it, like there are large swaths of that movie that are in this. Um, there is a lead female really? actor in this that. movie. It, really, because it still involves like uh, Mewtwo being being held captive and then having oh, mind control yeah. over his body, and I guess now that. I mean, I was like 15 when I saw that movie, but I guess now Same. that you mention it, I guess it makes sense. Um, I never would but, put that uh, together. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there is a lead female actor in this movie that is the worst thing in the entire movie. What? You don't like the news reporter girl? How do you like her? Oh, you're stupid. She walks on... I was told from, like, minute negative 50 before I saw this movie that she is the worst part of the movie, and I was like, how? And then I saw her walk on the screen, and I was like, holy shit, a Disney Channel actor snuck her way on the set. No. Oh my god. (laughs) You're dumb. I am here to get the scoop while everyone else is like just kind of being like a normal actor and a normal person and then <laughs> just just bright blue pantsuit lady <laughs> fucking god well it's not like she chose her outfit uh what <laughs> wait she's, the character I mean, didn't choose her outfit take her outfits I'm sure well she's an intern the there's no way put her in She's an intern. There's no way in the world she didn't pick her own outfits. I'm talking about the the activist, not the character. Uh, sure, but like, okay, that's fine. At that point, I'm not shitting on the actress. I'm shitting on I'm shitting on the fact that this terrible character exists in this otherwise very pleasant and fun movie. Well, they had to get have to go... a love interest. You couldn't have the show without a love interest. <sighs> If every single human was extinguished from the earth and I got to see just a movie about Pokemon, I would be perfectly happy with that. That's Doug's opinion of humanity. (laughs) That's fine. Well, you know what? I think the redeeming quality was, though, because we had her, we got Psyduck, and Psyduck was hilarious. Every single scene with Psyduck and Pikachu and... Mr. Mime so are the best oh, parts so of the great. movie. I loved when he did the Serenity <laughs> Now thing. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, getting so the Seinfeld joke in there was fantastic. Uh, that was great. <laughs> Serenity Now! Serenity Now! Um, There's a Seinfeld tie-in. Yeah. It's kind of odd for a Pokemon movie, but you know what? It, I love Seinfeld, so I'll take it. You know what? There, there are plenty of things in this movie that I can say that's odd to have in a Pokemon movie, but sure. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, there also, was, yeah. I was sorry. I, go ahead. I was gonna say. Well, I think the yeah. I feel like the. I mean, I guess a lot of kids' movies do this. So, like, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was like a kids' kids' movie. I was like, 
for like the plot was convoluted. I was like, I don't know how kids would understand what's going on, but I guess they don't care. They just want to see the talking Pikachu. Um, and then there was a lot of like windows and other references that I was like, hmm, it was like interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, if anything, I saw a lot of like discourse of like the tone they were actually going for. And I saw some people being like, it's not kitty enough. And some other people being like, man, I wish this was like a rated R comedy. Yeah. No. Yeah. They were kind of, yeah, they were playing like a, it was kind of well, a, yeah, a delicate balance. I well, guess, it's, but. it's Pokemon. So like that true, license yeah, I mean, cannot go beyond PG period. Yeah. <laughs> the right. Pokemon company would not allow it. And if they were making like an actual like horrible nightmare rated R comedy movie, they would have had to have gotten uh, Danny DeVito instead of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, they they try to do like an R rated nostalgia trip with the Muppets in uh, remember that Melissa McCarthy movie that came out last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I watched it. Um, it okay, I just know that it didn't do well at the box office, and it wasn't really critically received well so maybe that's well critics kind of shove it it's about the i still people. need to see it yeah i need to see i still it need too. to i still need to see it because uh i became way more interested in seeing it after i found out that jim henson's son is the guy that did the the puppetry for that movie hmm. interesting um uh but yeah detective pikachu otherwise like ryan reynolds is is fantastic uh, he yeah. carries. He carries that. Hmm? I thought that was a funny thing to throw in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he carries that movie through like a lot of parts that otherwise probably wouldn't have been fantastic, and and like really every single moment he is on screen, my my eyes widened and I sat up properly. <laughs> Well, good. I'll have to check it out before it leaves theaters. Yeah, it's fun. Let's see. Brandon, you've been watching anything else? Did you remember the other thing? No, move on. Okay. Uh, how about Zach over here? Zach the man, what you been doing? All right. Well, it's been a, it's been a busy month for me. I had a couple different concerts. <laughs> Someone put me on <laughs> That, was weird. that is uh... a. <laughs> oh, sorry, hang on. I'm, I'm gonna... Hello? We good? Well, whatever it did, it made it a lot easier to hear you guys. Yeah. I don't know why if it was on your end or my end. Um, well, you did something, and that's why it's all weird. I didn't touch anything. Oh. I opened Snapchat. Did Doug go right? Are you getting feedback? <laughs> yes. 
I don't get it. Well, you're cutting out. I guess it's not feedback. You're coming in crystal clear. Okay, well, that's good. But... And I don't know but I'm pretty sure last time there was something on your You can't always be blaming me, you know. It's not it's not single white men are not the cause of every problem in America. I'm really not trying to. I literally didn't touch anything. I opened Snapchat. That was all I did. I don't think that should have I just remember when you left, things were okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it is. <laughs> not trying to be a dick. You're doing a horrible job at not being a dick. I said I'm sorry. <laughs> This doesn't make it, make it okay. The South said they were sorry for slavery. Didn't make it okay. Didn't make it okay. Odd comparison. Hey, I want to go see the play at the Flint thing with you. Or that. All right. Play at the Flint place. I gotta find. I guess I should go to their website and figure out their date. Um, next Sunday, I have a party, and Saturday, I have a party. But those are usually early afternoon. What do you mean you have a party? You don't have friends. We do a Sonic Club party. Hello. 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 There's horrible, there's horrible news. Same. It's not, it literally did nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, Brandon, if you leave, it'll probably be there. We're going to see if. Uh, yeah, Brandon, it is you. I just wanted to do again, and I don't, and all that noise went away. I didn't do anything when you left. All I did was open Snapchat. And then I I'm just telling you. Oh, there you go. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Oh dear God! Oh no, it's happening! What? <laughs> <laughs> all of you, you can do your stupid show on your own. Oh, but Brandon. Oh, Brandon, the, the noise went away. 
That's my son saying that uh, the noise went away. He seems excited. Yes, he's very excited by Brandon improving his uh, sound setup. You're is, right, Brand- is Brandon still there? He's. Uh, okay. So you think Brandon's coming back or That's a wonderful question. I actually honestly don't know. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I just remember last time it was something on his end. He, yeah, and when I muted him again, it went away, so. Yeah. I think I just need to buy that boy, like, some Bluetooth headphones or something. Yeah. Um, but okay, I guess uh moving on, I suppose. Uh, let's see. So I caught uh the live action Aladdin. Yeah, what'd you think? Um Okay. So have you seen any of those other uh live action um uh, Disney movies? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of most of them. Yeah, me either. Um, cause really my biggest thing is just, oh, you're, you're basically doing the exact same movie again. And now it looks way more boring cause it's just a bunch of live action actors. Well, and a lot of times they try to, you know, make it more adult and like moody, but then they end up making it more childish and stupid. <laughs> Yeah. But so, uh, so Aladdin, so, pros, cons. So, um, so I'm actually going to personally say I prefer, I prefer this movie over Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast because they actually took a bit more of actual editorialization to Aladdin. It actually does feel like a at least semi-different story mm-hmm. and and like they do they do little things it probably helps that aladdin is not an incredibly well-written movie to begin with there are plenty of very easy things to point at and be like oh this this probably could have been better we probably could have had jasmine to actually accomplish something in the <laughs> in the run right. time of the movie Yeah. So, uh, how long was the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, how long was the movie? How long was the movie? Uh, I think a similar runtime. I think it was like, I think it was like an hour and a half ish. Okay, that's not minutes. bad. That's not bad at yeah. all. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, and the uh, book boy. Um, I have, I do have, uh, when I say I prefer this movie over those other movies, um, I do, I do, uh, that being said, I do have some criticisms, (laughs) 
Not the least yeah. of which being that uh, the singing is bad. Like almost oh. across the board. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because like uh, the and the first like 10 minutes of this movie set the worst part of the tone than anything else. Because like the first 10 minutes is the worst part of the movie. Because uh, it opens on... Uh, it's a little weird because basically with the editorial changes, um, uh, Will Smith as the genie sort of subs in multiple roles that otherwise uh, would have been separate characters from the original story. Mm-hmm. So the guy that like sings the Arabian Nights thing at the beginning of the at the top of the movie is also covered by the genie and Will Smith. I feel like with his vocal range, that'd be a little awkward. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the first thing you'll notice about the movie is thinking to yourself, "Huh, uh, Will Smith is a is a uh, longtime rap artist. He's not a longtime singer." <laughs> and um, the the auto tune in this is definitely a lot more aggressive and noticeable than it was even in uh, Beauty and the Beast. And uh, I, boy, I can't. I couldn't watch Beauty and the Beast. I, I, I can't. I couldn't make it past Bell. I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah, you're happier for it. I promise. <laughs> Cinderella is even worse than that because uh, in Cinderella they hired actors who can actually sing, and then did not have them sing in the movie at all. But you know, out of. And I've seen most of them. Uh, the one is I couldn't make it through Beauty and the Beast. But I felt like if I had to do the best of them without seeing Aladdin, I would say Cinderella. Uh, you know, I, I, and it's not a movie meant for me, a 26-year-old yeah. man. But, you know, I thought they touched up on a few things and made it, you know, nicer. Like, I, I found it kind of boring, but... You know, I could I could see this working as a live action, um, with the exception of they made Cinderella worse. Worse, but yeah, but, uh, the other parts I thought they you know, but um, but anyways, back to Aladdin. Uh, yeah, and then from there, uh, the opening uh, bread thief uh, theft scene with the chasing of the guards and everything, uh, that's edited really poorly. Where like I'm actually willing to bet there's like 700 other cuts of that of that entire scene because it felt like it was edited to death because like it has that thing I hate where in some cases they clearly didn't get quite what they wanted so they took some footage of the guards pulling their swords and and running around or whatever and they clearly like sped it up and like made all the editing really fast and it looked really cheesy and awful. And like that, that's another song that is not very good. That like the, the way they sang it was not very good. <laughs> it, it's been a minute since uh, like, boy, Arabian Nights is the worst of it, though. Honestly, if you want to <laughs> if you want to hear a grown man uh, <laughs> trying his hardest to carry a tune in a bucket, it's a it is a grand old time. Arabian Nights. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep seeing songs like pop up on my YouTube, like, Hey, you should listen to this. And I'm like, mm, nah, I'm good. 
yeah, I'll probably see it. I might even see it later today, but um, because I think my mom wants to go see it, but whatever, you know. I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, out of any of them, including Dumbo, honestly, I would watch this movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot before. about Dumbo. I, I haven't seen Dumbo. I did not. I did not like Dumbo very much. That one, you know what? I will give them credit though. That one is definitely way more different than even Aladdin is from the source material. I just don't. I mean, I get why they're doing it. Money, but like, well, you know, creatively, I don't know. Like, are the directors and everyone involved? Do they really get into this, or are they just? uh, I don't know. It, that's hard to gauge, but uh, if I re- if I really had one thing I would say about it is there are some there are some problematic things. I could see a scenario in which Dumbo would maybe need to be remade, considering it has maybe Scarecrow. upwards of tw- twenty minutes of racist caricatures just in the middle of <laughs> the movie and like a seventy minute movie. <laughs> it, yeah, so. That there are there are some scenarios in which I can see that being the case, but in, but in other ones, yeah, it uh, less so. I remember less racist characters in Beauty and the Beast. You know, you know what I'm wait, waiting for. What? I want to see a remake of a uh, Song of the South. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> starring. Uh, Starring uh, Seth, Rogen. Seth Rogen, <laughs> Seth Rogen, and Vers- <laughs> Mashura Ali. Because oh, uh, I've seen, I've seen that movie. Because uh, my grandparents owned it on VHS, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty problematic. There's it a, is. and I don't like saying the word, but there's a tar baby in it. There sure where, is. You know. And it's just so funny because all I remember is they have this tar baby, and then the rabbit gets so upset that he just punches it in the face. Yep, <laughs> he's a black kid, and like it's so upset with the idea of a black person sitting. It's pretty. Yeah, bad. it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um, if I zippity doo da, zippity doo da, zippity a. Um. My oh my! Uh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> my oh my! Um, boy, uh, Song of the South. I actually have a I have a DVD that was extracted from, I believe, a laserdisc version of that movie that existed. Huh. Uh, it's probably the best quality I could find, but uh, yeah, that uh, that movie is uh, problematic and will actively make you uncomfortable, but similar to, you know what, if anything, I almost wish Disney would just sort of wear it on, on their sleeve the same way Warner brothers does with like the, the world war two propaganda, like Warner brothers right. cartoons. Yeah. And just they, have a they, big ass asterisk at the beginning and be like, Hey, this was made at a very different time <laughs> in society. Yeah. You know, they still, yeah, you could buy those collections. Um, and, you know, it's like you'll just see a random racist one in the middle of it. But, yeah. you know, at least they don't, you know, at least they're not hiding from it. You know? Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, on the one hand, Song of the South has a lot of problematic shit in it. On the other hand, it looks really pathetic that you're just actively trying to bury it under dirt and hope no one ever finds it. 
And you know, Especially honestly, I don't like talking up Song of the South, but like the live action animation mix was pretty yeah. good for the time period it came out. You know, it's no, know. yeah, like well, like well, I mean, similar to uh, I believe I can fly and remix to ignition. Like, regardless of the horrible ramifications of a thing or person or group or or company sometimes you can have merit and artistic works because of their time and place in history. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it's like you commission these great artists to do terrible things. You know, the (laughs) artist, you know, yeah. (laughs) History as a whole is uh, doing, they're going to do their a game, you know, (laughs) they got to get paid. They got to get paid. Everyone's got to eat. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, I, now I'm just imagining like some weird scenario where like, what if Adolf Hitler had invented like the toilet or like the airplane? <laughs> it's like, would we stop using those things? <laughs> or like every single airplane has to have a, a like a, a big Adolf. <laughs> Yeah, big asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, you know, think about it. Most, I feel like most people that have ever lived the history of time have been racist. You know, it's like the it's like from like the nineteen seventies forward, where like the majority of the people weren't racist. So you know, think about all those inventions, like yeah, Henry Ford. I don't know, probably a racist. <laughs> probably a racist. I like to think that Aqueduct's original intent were something involving racism. Right. <laughs> the horse and carriage. The door. The think door. Probably a racist. <laughs> he's, shutting, he's shutting out other people of different races. That's why he made the door. <laughs> This sounds like a Netflix documentary that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, let's get on this. Yeah, we need to. It. We need to submit it. We need to send it with. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Ryan ruins everything, or whatever. Have him host it. Oh, and it'll yeah. called every. It'll be called everything is racist. Everything is racist. <laughs> That'll be fun. And um, it's uh, yeah. Hmm. No, nah, I don't know where I was going with that. It's. You know, it's just interesting to think about. It is. But, uh, yeah, boy, wow. Okay, so, yeah, Aladdin was fine. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's see. I'm trying to think if there was really anything else. Not really outside of Game of Thrones, but, I mean, I don't know how much more I really have to say about it, really. Yeah. Because the, uh, the problems with it are simple and known. It's a really, it was a really good show that petered out close to the finish line. It didn't quite make it. It crumpled under its own weight and success. But I would say the first six seasons are... He's faking it. You know, <laughs> Sorry, did I interrupt? No, you're fine. 
Um, I was going to say, I think the first six seasons are, you know, they have a couple flaws, but they're basically, you know, like grade A television. You know, there's there's not a lot wrong with those first six seasons. And then I thought season seven was pretty good. I had a few bumps along the way. And then season eight just kind of petered out. But, well, yeah, it's one of those things that like, like Kate wanted to get all the way caught back up and started right, uh, right back at the beginning with uh, Game of Thrones and uh, rewatching season one again. It actually literally blew my mind how yeah. much, how good that first season still is. Stop. Stop it, baby. I died. What? I died. Hey, watch this. Want to see something cool? Oh, you're done. You know, watch the machine. Watch what it can do. But, uh... Oh, it's water. You're fine. And a part of me thinks that, you know, people are complaining that they would omit stuff from the books. But, you know, like, we don't have the books to compare to the final seasons. But, you know, when I watched the show, I always had the book knowledge in my head, too, to kind of, like, fill in the gaps that were missing from the show. But I have nothing to fill in the gaps, you know, with the final season. You know, like Danny going crazy just reads as her going crazy. You know, where I'm sure in the books it's probably going to be a lot different. You know, there will be a lot more context. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just I, one of those things of like... Probably won't be Cersei on the throne at the time that Danny attacks King's Landing, you know, and... You'd hope not, because uh, that di- that didn't go great. Yeah. Well, Cersei will probably be dead by that. I think Cersei's going to... I think it's probably going to be replaced by uh, uh, Aegon Targaryen, who is, like, a character in the books, but not the show. And <laughs> I was really hoping they would at least just make a hint at that and just have a dog running around named Aegon or something. Right. <laughs> or, like, a but rock. I- but I think, like, you know, I think Aegon, he's going he's gonna to take over and kill Cersei, or Cersei's going to be banished somewhere. And by the time that Danny gets to Westeros, they'll already have a Targaryen on the throne, and he'll be pretty competent and a good leader. And then, you know, Danny's going to just be pissed at herself for waiting so long, and then, you know, and then she'll realize that the people don't want her there. You know, I think it's going to be a little different. At least be better than John just constantly going, I don't want it. I don't want it. I never <laughs> wanted it. What My a queen. You know, man, poor Grey Worm. Like, <laughs> you know, he thought, okay, the guy who killed my queen, at least he's getting some justice. He's going to the wall, being part of this Night's Watch. And then he's like, all right, well, adios. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Gonna hang out up north. Like I, they haven't really established whether or not the Night's Watch is still a thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. They said it was, but like, yeah. So, so John just broke his vow and like lied, and just is now just going up north to, like, I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, Arya's off to her spin-off adventures. You know, Actually, I was 
I don't remember. Did I say this in in the group chat about how uh, how funny it would be if they just made like a flat Earth reference and she goes past where the map ends and she just falls off the Earth? That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I think you meant <laughs> that's for just that. the last shot. <laughs> but I feel uh, I wasn't super happy about Grey Worm's resolution and the Unsullied. Yeah. But, no, on Narth. They have this thing called butterfly sickness, where basically if you weren't born on Narth, you basically, these butterflies infect you and you die immediately. That's why only the people of Narth live on Narth. So I guess all the Unsullied are just going to die. <laughs> That's why he's just pissed 24-7 for that last season. <laughs> yeah. He read the script ahead of time and knew what was happening. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, yeah. And then that whole, uh, that media train or whatever that was going on before the last episode was airing and stuff. That was all awkward. <laughs> yeah. That those, those super cuts of all of those, of all of those actors interviews and everything though, is kind of my favorite thing that's happened on YouTube in a while. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are pretty funny. And Best it's like, out of context, but it's just, I mean, I, I guess, but you know, I just, it makes me sad, but you know, we'll still have the books maybe. Yeah. And and now it's going to be a thing where, you know, it's like, there used to be like, I don't know what movie it was. And this isn't my idea. I'm stealing it, but it used to like, it's almost going to be like a task for filmmakers in the future. Like, can you finish a song of ice and fire successfully? Like, can you actually <laughs> adapt it to, you know, can, is it a possible task? I think that'd be really interesting to see all like the spinoffs, not spinoffs, but all like the, um, the remakes, like once the books finish and come out, I think if the books finish, we're definitely going to get in the future, like 20, 30 years, a, a remake. Like once the books actually finish and the story is different, but then the task, the the thing is, like, can you actually finish it? Can you make it a success? You know, can you we tell can. the story? Yeah, we can, but it's an audio book now. <laughs> <laughs> we sent in a bunch of paper dolls and little, uh, little uh, dioramas so you can put up all the characters where they are. Right. <laughs> you click play and then all the... Because, <laughs> you know... I think Lord of the Rings is a pretty, like the movies are pretty damn close to perfect. But now oh, they're yeah. doing like an, now they're doing like an Amazon show based on the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Which apparently I, is like the most expensive t- television production like ever made so far. Sure. I, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is, but I remember there's that uh, book Tolkien wrote or whatever. That's just literally all the creatures or whatever from his, his universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever that is. I, I would be okay with a show. That's just that, that literally is like every episode just follows one of these horrible nightmare monsters and just goes through like a daily routine with them. That'd be kind of, that'd be interesting too. Yeah. But It'd be a nice change of pace because no. the Hobbit movies were definitely not my jam. No, they weren't. Well, they just weren't good. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> I didn't even see the Battle of the Five Armies. You live a happier life that way. 
there there is a um there's a youtuber i follow um her name's uh lindsay ellis yeah uh, yeah she did like a really good um did you see her hobbit like three-part little series i've seen the uh, first part i need to see the other two yeah and i didn't expect to be so into it but she really goes into like you know the economic factors of the people in new zealand and uh you know, it's it's really interesting because um, it's less about the films; it's more about the behind-the-scenes production of the films. Yeah, totally. She has a lot of good content. She really does. Yeah, thought. Lindsay Ellis. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, I've followed for an extremely long time, and I'm very, uh, very impressed where where she started to where she is now. Yeah, I think she's definitely made some good career moves in the latter half of her career, you know, getting out of the thumb of like the nostalgia critic and yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you watch the nostalgia critic at all? I used to, I used anymore. to, and then I fell off and then I heard about uh, a whole lot of fuck shit that was going on with his website that he was aware of. And uh, that made me no longer interested in watching him going forward. <laughs> Yeah, I, I stopped really being... I, I would just kind of watch it because I got into a routine of watching it. But yeah. And then it stopped being funny and then all that stuff happened. So then I just um, unsubscribed, but... Yeah. Because, uh, like, but, like, he does have some, like, early videos that I do think are, like, genuinely still hilarious. And he... Yeah, and he, he does make a... On, on a couple of key films, he does make a lot of really good points and offers some really interesting um, insight. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, you know, yeah. Pass your genius. Your genius and good observation can only overpower fucked shit so much. There is a documentary that put on YouTube made about like all the the background nostalgia critic stuff and or like the channel awesome, you know scandals and everything oh yeah uh, and i don't it was uh i don't remember what channel put it out but i did watch it and it was pretty interesting it, it kind of just compiled all the <laughs> the crazy sh- shit that happened um either on set or part of the production and uh um, interesting yeah or if you just type it nostalgia critic documentary it'll pop up oh i'm sure i'll get something if i type that in yeah if nothing else, i'm yeah i'll uh i'll have to check that out that sounds interesting yeah now let's see feels like there was something else that i'm forgetting about the the preamble was so long at this point that uh that now all of a sudden i'm starting to forget what else we were going to talk about um, I don't know. We got in. We got in Game of Thrones. We got in. <laughs> well, um, uh, Brandon's not actually here, so I guess we could talk a little bit more about Endgame. Do you, yeah, do you have yeah. that much more to say about it? Um, I would just well, Marvel continually continuously surprises me, and I'm so I'm I just get very impressed with each of their films, how, how big they get and and how, um, I didn't, you know, there's some characters that I don't really 
think about until I see the films and then I get reinvested in them. Um, and I, I thought it was a very surprising, engaging movie. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. And it, I, I didn't, you know, I'm not a big comic reader. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was just very surprised with how they decided to go about the film. Yeah, the comics wouldn't have helped you that much anyway. They definitely or editorialized quite a bit. There's all kinds of stuff they've editorialized, like movie to movie. But, uh, but yeah, totally, I get you. But what, what were your thoughts? Um, I think that's the most, like in terms of raw fun, that's probably the most fun I've had with uh, Avengers movie since the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Age of Ultron is a is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest. That uh, that movie, you could not pay me enough money to watch that movie again. Um, but uh, and then and then Infinity War is a hard thing to fit in that list too, because Infinity War is such a different movie to every other Marvel cinematic movie. Oh yeah, really is. Uh, like the the tone and everything about it is so different, and that downer, downer, downer ending that I love to death. It, um, hmm? it was just one of those things that I, I, I didn't know Marvel was going to get that serious. You know, I just didn't think of them in, in that capacity. Um, you know, they just they they surprise me. They just keep surprising me. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're I think they're on a good track record. I think past uh whatever this new Spider-Man Far From Home or whatever it is, um mm-hmm. I think they need to punch some stuff up and maybe start going in some in some other directions just because some of them I am starting to have some issues with like remembering which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and it's one of those weird things where everyone's answers to which ones people don't like seem to like vary almost like on a coin flip because like I wasn't a huge fan of Captain Marvel, but other people hate Ant-Man a hell of a lot more than I do. <laughs> yeah, I like Ant-Man a lot. Yeah, uh, Ant-Man's great. Um, blue collar superhero. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Paul Rudd's um, like, I'm just some dude. I know. That, yeah, I don't. You know, honestly, I like a lot of the Marvel films, but I can't think of one that's like my absolute favorite. A lot of them kind of run together for me. And I, you know, you know, with all the characters kind of doing that, it's kind of easy to get lost in it. Well, um, plus like plus like a lot of them also just feel like like the pace of them feels very similar like they feel like they're written by the same like I know they're not but they feel like they're written by the same like group of writers where it goes like joke joke serious moment joke joke uh bad bad moment joke joke uh uh third third plot third arc twist and then right. joke fight scene credits I would say that the one movie that I remember being really into it and really surprised and, uh, you know, just really amazed, and maybe it's because I was younger, but uh, Civil War, I was um, I was just kind of 
not odd, but like it just really impressed me at the time. Well, Civil War, Civil War is a very good movie. Uh, I had some misgivings about. It. I still think it's a good movie, but my only misgivings about it are the actual comic. If so, to fill in some gaps here, since you don't read comics, uh, the 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 Marvel Civil War comic event was actually a. I forget how long it went on for. I think it was like two years or something like that. And it was literally a super, super long post-mortem of 9-11. And it it was the 9-11 conversation of, so what's what's more important to you, your free will or your security? Because you can't have both. Right, right. And and ultimately they, they, they went about the way of it that, that they did and, and everything and they were correct because that's what everyone else decided anyway so um whereas whereas that movie kind of felt more like a really good movie but like i don't see a scenario in which a reasonable human being agrees with tony in that movie right yeah i, I don't like that just the I his whole argument is pared down so fast that like <laughs> i i understand discussion I, I understand why he specifically you know, I understand why he specifically is where he's at, especially with everything that happened with Ultron and everything. But, um, you know, it's hard to... I, I could see why it'd be hard to convince other people. Um, what was I going to say? Totally forgot. What? So, apparently, the time travel is so crazy. Um, you know, apparently, I guess Loki now has his own timeline... That's yep. completely different because he has the Tesseract. And apparently he's going to have a show on yep. uh, Disney Plus. So I guess they kind of set up a situation for that to happen. Yep. That but was definitely like, a thing. But, you know, when you think about everything Captain America had to do in order to get those stones back, you know, <laughs> would have been, that would have been an interesting movie. Yeah, that would that would be an interesting like even just uh like spin-off movie or something like that, like even just like some 45 minute. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually the one thing that I was sort of like, so I know I knew more than anybody else I knew I knew Robert Downey Jr was going to be out and I knew uh Captain America's Chris Evans, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I knew, I knew both of them desperately wanted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Des- they're clawing. They could, <laughs> could not run fast enough. Um, the way that, the way they, they write out, uh, the, the death scene of, uh, of Iron Man was, uh, I thought really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, it hits just the right tone. Um, I was a little weirded out to see the kid from Iron Man three, at the fucking wake. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that he's there, but I think a lot of people are like, all right, who the fuck's that kid in the back? <laughs> well, for half a second, I thought it was Tom Holland, and I was like, what happened to Tom Holland's hair? And then I went, wait a minute. <laughs> and I realized how long it had been since Iron Man 3 happened. It's really uh, respectful for everyone to stand, um, you know, in... <laughs> And like the amount of distance as they were close to them. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have his wife and his kid up front. And then like, you know, and then the lesser, 
connected Avengers in the back, you know? And then Samuel L. Jackson, who got paid to show up and literally not say any words. I'm curious how much money uh, Natalie Portman got for this movie. Oh, my God. That is one thing I really wanted to talk about. Holy shit. They hedged their bets on that movie not doing well. Yeah. Holy cow. She is in like, what, seven minutes? If she's, she's just sleeping. Like most of it, she's just taking a nap. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, like the the haircut scene, I thought uh, the the part where she actually has more uh, more specifically Captain Marvel hair, I thought was pretty good because her having mm-hmm. long long hair was weird to me. But uh, whatever, I'm getting emails from a raccoon was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. Um. But yeah, they there's just so many people in these movies now. There's just so many. <laughs> yeah, there's a boy. It's uh, I definitely imagine they're not going to do another one of these like huge collection. We're not going to see another one of these for like probably like twenty another, years. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would say at least ten. You know, I think they're going to kind of restart the clock on a lot of these. Um. You know, like do new, like they'll do like a Avengers 2.0. They'll do a, they'll do a, as Guardians of the Galaxy TV show for a little while. Is it going to be a TV show or a spinoff movie? Oh, it's probably a spinoff movie. I would like a show. I wanted cool. a Guardians of the Galaxy TV show for a long time. I don't think they could. I don't think they could afford. <laughs> you know, it'd be so much money per episode, especially with like Chris Hemsworth. Oh. And uh, I've actually just been informed that apparently there is a Guardians of the Galaxy TV show. Oh, the animated? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. Think- I don't think they could afford Chris Pratt for... <laughs> I don't think he's doing TV ever again. No. Just sad, because he's a real funny guy. He would be really... Well, oh. you know what? I'm going to say two things. I'm going to say Fat Thor was great. I liked Fat Thor, mm-hmm. and I, God damn it, I miss cosplay. Yeah, ex- absolutely. A lot of new cosplaying opportunities with Fat Thor. A lot of really easy cosplaying opportunities because all you need is the sunglasses and the gray and the gray uh, sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. It's a, with like a pillow under your under your stomach. Um. Uh, but God damn it, I miss fat Chris Pratt so much. The early seasons of Parks and Rec with with overweight Chris Pratt were the best parts of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, well, he was just, he wasn't like a main character. He wasn't even like in the, like, it was, but then he was just so funny that they added him on. Like, I, yeah. I don't think he was intended to be in that whole series. But um, no, <laughs> you know, and now he just gets paid like millions of dollars to do like three movies. He does like Jurassic World and and uh, he does the Jurassic Park movies and he does the uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> and he's like, I'm good now. <laughs> I think it's kind of bullshit that he's like the with at the end of those movies with Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't that big. No. <laughs> uh, you know, 
I do find it interesting how they do like the the end the end credits for those movies. Oh yeah, totally. The uh the signed like autograph thing. Yeah. Well, even just like how they order the films, because it's usually in order of like importance in the film, I guess. But, you know. Oh, you mean the actual credits? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, totally. Because like in any other film, they'd be like the star of their own movie. And now like Bernadette Cumberbatch is like number 12 on the call sheet. And maybe the most embarrassing thing about that uh that Aladdin movie was that uh was that Will Smith had the top billing right at the top of the credits at the end yeah i believe it well cuz who's the guy who played Aladdin like just some just some dude i think that if anything that movie really needed like bollywood actors because like you can't succeed in bollywood movies if you can't sing and dance and act Right. Whereas yeah. in Hollywood, it is not mutually exclusive for you to have to be good at singing for you to sing in a movie. It's um, be it'd be great if they got uh, the guy who originally voiced Aladdin, get the dude from a uh, Full House. Oh, from a uh, Full House, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can't he can't be doing too much right now. Fuller House, probably. I'm assuming. <laughs> Is it? Boy, I keep forgetting that is still a thing. Yeah, it's like on seasons like four or five now. I saw like a pregnant Kimmy Gibbler and I was like, oh God, someone's fan fiction came true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Trying to think if there's anything else involving Endgame that I really felt like. There were two scenes that actively actually made me roll my eyes harder than anything, even though I thought the rest of the movie was pretty good. And mm-hmm. both of them involve Iron Man. Uh, one is the one where he hugs his dad at the end or whatever. Uh-huh. Just because like that attitude and that time period, I feel like that considering he didn't know who that guy or who Tony was, you should have like taken a swing at him or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, especially when I liked it when that one lady was trying to like, like this guy's got a hippie beard, so they yeah. she like calls guards. Oh yeah, totally. I thought that part was great. Uh, and then the other the other thing that made me roll my eyes really hard was when Iron Man wife shows up in the blue Iron Man suit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> she did it in Iron Man three so i guess you know bringing it back and i know it just i rolled my eyes then too <laughs> actually if anything so, uh, i remember watching civil war and thinking to myself the whole time i haven't seen iron man 3 in a really long time so what i okay what i think interesting is it's a when you think of like the casting for this movie there's not a lot of um additional characters besides the ones that are like in the Marvel movies, you know? Yeah. So they had, they had like, I remember seeing, Oh, these two new actors added on to Avengers in unknown roles. And it was the, uh, the Japanese man who Hawkeye fought and oh, it was, yeah. and it was, um, the, 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 the girl who played Ant-Man's, um, like daughter was added on. Yeah. So, but anyways, so they, uh, 
but all the other actors in the film, like the little characters, they were, I think there were characters that were on, so there were characters that were mostly on Community. And I thought that was interesting because the Russo brothers did a lot of episodes of Community. So that's why you have yeah. like Ken Jong, pretty funny guys, pretty big, playing like a random security officer for the Ant-Man scene. <laughs> and you get Yvette Nicole Brown, you know, another pretty funny actress playing that um, security personnel. Um, well, not really security personnel, but the the person worried about the security back in the 60s timeline. Yeah. But because um, I think I, I'm pretty sure the directors are like, listen, we we don't want any leaks or anything. Can you guys just come on in and do these little parts for us? And <laughs> Well, and one of the one of the directors, I don't know which one, was playing that dude in the grief counseling scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the direct. I don't know which which brother it was, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I just I felt like they didn't want any leaks coming out, so they tried to keep it as tight as they can as they could in terms of uh, like actors that they picked. Well, the last like several years, they were so paranoid about uh, about leaks and stuff like that that they actively uh, just started lying to the audience. All those early uh, Endgame trailers are all lies. Really? Well, like, especially uh, I remember the one where they're all like slow walking to the time machine thing, and and Captain Marvel mm-hmm. is with them. <laughs> oh, is she? Yeah, she's, yeah she's she's she has the suit on and everything. Huh. Complete lie. Complete lie. But <laughs> yeah, good for them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did, but I did when I saw that scene. You know, it kind of triggered a memory in my head, and then you see like Thor and Hulk, and I'm like, bet they weren't in the. <laughs> bet you they weren't in the trailer. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense why. Probably not. I don't um, think I also- a lot of people like this, but I loved that they gave. Um, Thor's mother, like something to do besides just dying. I I can't believe they got that actress back and Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah, that was mind blowing. But they gave us some because that character. I don't know much about the character, but in the in the context of the movies, she's just a mom figure that doesn't really interact with her sons too much, and then just dies. But now they actually gave her, you know, something to do. And I, I like that, you know, it gives us some more world building. If you want to go back and watch the Thor movies, you know, you have that in your head a little bit. Yeah, I suppose so. I definitely tried to rescue anything about Thor Two: dark world, which uh, is another movie. You could not pay me enough money to <laughs> rewatch. Probably the worst of all these films. Probably the worst. There are times where I think Iron Man 2 is worse. Yeah. Yeah. Both are really bad. Yeah, both are pretty bad. But, you know, it's like they're really bad, but I still think they work as movies. Like, you could still go and watch them and have a good time. Oh, it's sure. Not like, not like some of the DC stuff that are just oh. offend you and are just terrible on multiple levels, you know? As you said that, like more thoughts on Man of Steel just like started like flashing across my face. 
I um I was showing my students um uh these foley artists who who basically make all the sound effects in a movie that aren't like character voices and like digital yeah. effects. And they actually used clips of Man of Steel when like God is getting frozen um like at the beginning of the film. Yeah. That's actually that ice sound effect is just some dude like blowing into a microphone and then like changing it and then also like he just froze some water and then crumpled it up. That's <laughs> what that effect is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I that fully work seems like the most interesting, like just throw shit at a wall job ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of people like- walking and on various types of ground. <laughs> Uh, do you know the, uh, in like, I think I've brought this up before about like those old Hanna-Barbera cartoons when somebody gets hit in the head really hard that like, no, long, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that sound is somebody throwing a metal wash tub into an empty swimming pool. Okay. Huh. <laughs> uh, I think there's, I think there are some documentaries on, uh, on Foley work because yeah, that, uh, that stuff that stuff is creative and fascinating in a way that like, like the second I found out that, that the pew pew laser sound from star Wars is somebody pulling uh, one of those. Uh, oh, what is that wire called? It's the type of wire that they use for like cranes and stuff like that. That like super tough metal wire. That's a thousand like little metal, little uh, metal wires. Yeah. But that's what uh, that is. It, yeah, it's that they're pulling that hard enough that that the little bits that the little bits of metal string are slowly breaking apart because that takes thousands of pounds of pressure to do. Uh, and yeah, it's it's literally it's this tiny little thing breaking the sound barrier basically, and it just goes pew pew. Wow, wow, yeah, it's amazing. It, that seems like a real fun job, honestly. Just being creative and trying to make sounds for films. Totally. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember if there's really anything else. Um, do, 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 do. I mean, uh, uh Endgame is hard to talk about anyway because there's just an exhaustive amount of stuff in it. Like if you literally went down with every last bit of, uh, of like, uh, oh god, what is it called? Like uh, fan service, uh, you'd you'd be there for like seven hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about every last bit of it. Um, or the part uh, where where they're all sitting around playing uh, Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, never thought I'd see Fortnite in an Avengers movie, but, you know. Well, that also explains, uh, I don't know if you follow Fortnite at all, but uh, I don't. But uh, the news story was interesting had. when Thanos showed up. And, yeah, yeah, I, I, did, that, I, did, I didn't know that. I don't play Fortnite, but I knew that was a thing. So, yeah, that, that at least explains why that deal happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and it didn't yeah, feel I like mean, it didn't feel forced. You know, it's just no. Or sort of lazy now, and he drinks a lot, and he plays video games. And what's the most 
popular video game right now. And I guess Fortnite's going to be super popular in five years. Yeah. Too. <laughs> they, they made some wide assumptions there, but sure. <laughs> Flossing will still be relevant then. Yeah, I want to see like just a little story about some dude. You know, he survived the snap. He fell in love with another woman. Like he was married and his, you know, his kids died. He basically Hawkeye, but he fell in love with another woman. And like he now he has a young girl. And now <laughs> and now, you know, after the whole you know, now that everyone's back. Now that now that now that everyone's back, he's got like his old wife and his old kids are back. <laughs> so that just seems like a good sitcom. Like my two wives. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. Or you had a son that got ashed and then you had a new son. Yeah. Yeah, my exactly. Two like my two sons. Know. <laughs> oh no. And and the and the non-ashed son would be way better at Fortnite than you because he had five years to play with like right. yeah. people. Oh no, that's the that's the uh, that's the pilot <laughs> conflict in the pilot. But oh, I, I think probably ex- they'll they'll have to explore that at least a little bit in uh, Spider-Man. You know, they'll have to. Yeah, I'm also excited for that movie just because they're bringing back a Spider-Man villain that I legitimately really enjoy. So even though um, he's technically he's, in the context, they're not technically treating him as a villain. Who are they like the Jake uh, Gyllenhaal character or yeah. Mysterio. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see how we'll see how it all plays out. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, so uh, since you don't read uh, Marvel comic books, this was something I was interested in asking uh, whoever I was ended up talking to about this movie. Um do you have any bets on who the next big Marvel bad guy is going to be? Um, do you... <laughs> well, okay. So if they bring, okay, so I'm trying, I, I might get the word wrong, but if they bring back fantastic four, isn't it? Um, what's his name? Isn't it Galactus? Isn't he a big, yes. Yeah. Galactus. I think that, I think that'd be really interesting. Um, cause you know, I don't read a lot of Marvel comics now, but I used to, when I was younger and I did find Galactus to be a really interesting, um, villain, but you know, I think they tried to do him in one of the fantastic four movies, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. But what about, what about you? uh, So I have a, I have what. I think is likely for them to do because I feel like there's already enough evidence that that's what they're going to go with next anyway. And then uh, I have what I would like it to be. Uh, Who I would like it to be is I would actually really love to see, um, see death show up uh, and for them to get more into like the celestials, like ego of the living planet. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, uh, because that's the thing with, uh, with, uh, Endgame and uh, Infinity War is uh, in the comics originally the whole reason uh, Thanos is interested in doing that is not only because it lines up with his own philosophy but it's also because he is he is like actually emotionally in love with the physical incarnation of death right yeah I knew that I knew that and um, and I would I would love for them to actually touch on the Celestials more even though I feel like 
for this first like whole phase of movies, they were trying to avoid that shit as hard as living possible. <laughs> Considering they didn't explain why uh, in guardians of the galaxy, there's an entire city built out of a gigantic robot head floating in space. <laughs> All right. So who do you think they're going to go with? Who I think they're going to go with is Dormammu from uh, uh, Dr. Strange. Giant uh, gas spaceman. Okay. Uh, because uh, because uh, the entire way this time travel stuff they've set up even works, uh, technically speaking, there is still an alternate reality that never got those stones back. So uh, in in uh, that means there's a version where Doctor Strange didn't get the time stone and Dormammu just conquers that galaxy. And that that dimension. So personally, so you, I kind of feel like the the evidence is already there for them to just move in with Dormammu. So do you think Doctor Strange will have to go to that timeline and fix things, or well, I'm thinking I'm thinking Dormammu comes to their comes to their timeline. Oh, okay, and probably smashes apart that time that that time travel machine because there's no way in the world they can keep having that thing exist and have problems. Yeah, I don't, I, I think they're going to be done with time travel. I don't think they'll ever do that again. <laughs> well, yeah, but they have to like make it explode or something. They can't just have it like sitting in the corner and everybody goes like, Oh man, if only we could have saved that bus full of kids. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the problem when you set up time travel is, but I, I thought they, at least they, they, they spend enough time giving into the reasons why they can't keep doing that, you know, and, the, and set up all these alternate realities, you know, and that's, I, I thought it was, I thought it was nice that they actually had Captain America return the stones and try to resolve some things. Yeah, I guess so. Even though like his like old man existence also directly contra- uh, contradicts what they said right, were the rules. Now he has his, he has his own timeline. <laughs> Uh, I did think it was kind of cute that the the ending song or whatever when he's dancing with um, with that lady or whatever is the same song that was in uh, Tony's vision or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know true. it's kind of shitty on Captain America. Like he knew that his uh, best friend Steve Rogers was getting tortured. He's like, now nah, I'm gonna <laughs> hang out with. <laughs> Well, that's hilarious, even in Civil War, where uh, the entire moral of that is Captain America's okay with you being a horrible murderer as long as you're his bestest friend. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Bucky really got off easy. Bucky really did. (laughs) Oh, God. I need to rewatch Captain America 2. The uh, Um, Winter Soldier. That's a pretty good movie. Uh, that's you know, I think that's probably my favorite 007 movie. Is how I always described it when I saw it. <laughs> it's one of those movies that definitely expanded the universe more. I, I, you know, with the destruction of Shield and everything. Um, yeah. I wonder if, if, like back in the day, I, I would think, man, this is going to really suck for the people in in the you know that in the show. But then I now that now I'm thinking, oh, they probably planned this like way ahead of time, <laughs> so they can make the show more interesting. 
Yeah, probably. Um, I feel bad for that show because I feel like they tried a million things and I just never ended up caring that much about it. Yeah, I never uh, planned on, I never wanted to watch it. Like they, so. they literally, they were like, hey, Ghost Rider's hanging around. That's crazy, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I'd... <laughs> yeah, not really. Don't care that much. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I got invested in some of the Marvel shows. Um like but and they were really they did not want to really they didn't even want to really mention that they were in the same universe as the films nope like they go out of their way to try and you know they talk about the attack of new york as the incident maybe once (laughs) yeah (laughs) the most awkward part when like most like people should be like holy shit aliens exist (laughs) Holy shit, aliens exist. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, I'm sort of sad to see all that stuff go because I feel like there were some interesting directions those shows were going in. On the other hand, I feel like the average quality of those Marvel shows was way more variable than the movies ever were. Yeah. Um, the shows. Like, I get it, they're on a television budget, but there's a lot of filler episodes, and, you know, I thought Daredevil was pretty good, especially, I thought season two of Daredevil was pretty excellent. Um, um, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I remember nothing quite topped that door murder scene, like, in the first yeah. in the first season, but... Well, they did a they did a version of that in season two that was a little bit longer, but the first time you see the door one in season one, it really was that the fr- was that the fridge murder? Is there a fridge murder? No, I'm talking about when it's like he's fighting uh, the Punisher and he has to go down this long stair. stair the stair scene, way. yes, yes, yeah. okay, yes. Sorry, I. Uh, the problem with Daredevil and uh, in my brain is that that was the same time uh, the Raid came out, uh, oh, right. the Raid Redemption, oh. and and so that movie, that movie's fight scenes and Daredevil's fight scenes all run together in my head. Totally. I um, I don't know how many people are a fan, but I'm a I'm a real big fan of Jessica Jones. I like especially season one. I really enjoyed season one. See, that's my whole thing is season one of Jessica Jones was almost heartbreaking to get anything else afterwards because afterwards season two, the only thing I could keep noticing is that she kept putting on the exact same pair of jeans and didn't shower for like seven weeks. Truth. Truth. Uh, And then there was that Iron Fist show that like I got an episode and a half in and I literally fell asleep. It's pretty bad. I watched most of season one and like the character that I mostly cared about was, you know, it was, uh, what was his name? It was like Bert or Boyd. It's like some rich dude name. He was like the, um, I don't know, but it definitely was an iron fist to not really care. Yeah. And then that Defenders show that I literally think I watched and I don't remember a single scene of it. Sigourney Weaver's in it? 
Yeah. But she doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, if anything, I'll be curious with the Disney Plus stuff. I'll be curious to see if they try to go down it. If anything, that Disney Plus stuff keeps. I keep having more questions the closer we get to it actually showing up. Like, because like part of the reason I think uh, the first de- season of Daredevil did so astronomically well was because it was so different in tone from everything else the Marvel like movies were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And any of like the animated Marvel stuff. Yeah, I um, I'm curious to see when Disney Plus comes out if that's the end of all the Disney stuff on Netflix, or or will they still have some, you know, residual rights to some of the films? <laughs> I hope it's the following day. They all just they yank the cord and all of it's gone. <laughs> Or can I watch like Thor Ragnarok on Disney Plus and on Netflix? <laughs> you can watch them both at the same time. Ooh, you know, life has been complete. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> all is going according to Keikaku. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and if anything, that's the other thing I'm also curious about is I wonder if at some point Disney and Netflix just make a deal for for the Daredevil show and everything to just go to Disney Plus. Yeah. I did you watch season three? I did not. It's um they give it a it's kind of forgettable in some ways, but they give it a resolution. Kinda. So you know, you don't really need to, like, I guess they, they they set themselves up so they could do more seasons or they could just stop it. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It was right. nice having Fisk back. He was a, he's a good character. Yeah, that's true. I did like him. So, let's see. We are just about at noon here. Did you have any other uh, pressing concerns that you wanted to talk about? Um, no. Most of my television has been background television uh, because I just put it on either at work when I'm doing things. Um, so I haven't been watching anything too good recently. Uh, besides, uh, if you haven't seen Veep, watch Veep. It's, uh, it just ended after seven seasons. Um, yep. probably one of the funniest shows on television uh, for my money uh, you know just it's one of those shows where every like every five seconds there's a joke thrown out there and like 95% of them land it's just a really good show yeah uh, other than that I've been watching a lot of background uh, my background show for this month has been Parenthood which is an NBC family drama comedy that ran from okay. like the late like I want to say sometime around 2009 to 2015 around that time period all right and it you know it's perfectly fine for a watch it in the background show fair enough but that's uh, that's about it on my end okay Well, so I guess in that case, uh, 
If you want to send us any questions, you can send some questions in at floatingupquestions at gmail.com. We are here, anchor.fm slash friendly cabal, here every month talking about things, things and stuff. Let's see. Oh, yeah, there's one thing I'm forgetting. Did you have any series that you want to do shout out or uh, spotlight or anything, or is Veep in Parenthood that? <laughs> I don't know if I want to spotlight parenthood. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I don't, but I would spotlight Veep. Uh, one of the few shows on HBO that can uh, be consistently good uh, about its entire <laughs> runtime. Um, I don't know. Curb your enthusiasm. Well, hasn't ended yet. Uh, okay, they got one more. On. They're doing another season. But that show's oh, pretty fine. great too. I love that show. I love that too. Uh, you know, think about, and you know, I don't want, I don't want to get off topic, but think about, you know, it's what, 2001 Seinfeld just ended and HBO is like there, you can make any show that you want, you know, <laughs> like, the, and he's like, um, I just want to make a show about me and it's mostly improv and me like kind of just fucking around with my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's, probably the best part about that show yeah just like like characters like actors just throwing shit at a wall and everyone having to react to the shit being thrown at the wall yeah it's just you know we have to get at by the end of this scene we have to get to this point and we have to establish this but anything else in between just (laughs) do 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 whatever works just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, I'm trying to actually remember if I had anything to shout out. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Um. Well, yeah, I guess so. I I don't think I shouted this out last time. There's a anime I've been watching called S S S S Gridman, which um. If you don't know what Gridman is, that's fine. It is, uh, it's one of those similar to Devilman Crybaby. It is uh, the Ur of uh, modern anime, <laughs> mm. and uh, it's just a Sentai dude in a suit, and he fights giant monsters. And this is basically an origin story for Gridman, and uh, the SSSS is a reference to another Sentai show called uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. And um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little series. It's short. It's like twelve episodes, and uh, it's kind of fun because there's a character that actively kicks people in the shins whenever they try to ask plot relevant questions. (laughs) The show is literally telling you, "Hey, don't worry about it." (laughs) Have to check that out. Sounds good. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so I guess that's that. Uh, thank you for your time today. And uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, we will call it. Have a good one. Hey there. Do you enjoy the content that we produce? How about you head on down to patreon.com slash COF network, a Patreon page specifically for helping out our podcast floating upstream along with our sister podcast, alternative input, where we discuss video games and other such video game related news. If you enjoy what we produce and you want to be able to support, 
any support would be greatly appreciated because it'll help us get better equipment and put out more episodes more often. And I haven't even mentioned the best part, considering when you subscribe to the Patreon, you actually receive episodes ad-free and earlier than the free feeds. You also receive exclusive content, such as future episodes of our Alternative Input podcast, where we actually discuss video games in a more in-depth way one-on-one such as this four-and-a-half-hour podcast where my brother and I discuss everything involving the Metal Gear Solid series. So again, head on down to patreon.com slash COF network.